everybody. This is Grace. Welcome to Land of the Living. So for this episode, I'm going to be sharing why I became a Christian at age 17. So it's just going to be me in this podcast episode, not Naya. She has a separate video where she'll be talking, or I guess not a separate video. She has a separate recording where she'll be talking about how she came to become a Christian. And so I'm just going to go through what my life was like before I came to know Jesus um, and what my life has been like after. So growing up, um, I have parents who both love me very, very much and have done everything they can to provide for me. And they have been great parents. But growing up, my parents had a very tumultuous marriage. Um, Is that even how you say that word, tumultuous? I think so. Anyways, they had a very rough marriage growing up and they fought all the time and it was just a a difficult environment to grow up in and I don't I don't fault them for it um I still love both my parents but just growing up was pretty brutal um in that environment and I think it's definitely had impact on me now but uh they ended up getting divorced when I was age 11 so that was going into seventh grade and so from that point forward I mostly lived with my mom and it was my mom, brother, and I, and we mostly uh, lived together, and then I would see my dad occasionally, and the influence that I had growing up was I was exposed a lot to things like psychics and um, Reiki energy healing, and like we would sage our house to get rid of bad spirits, and um, I would have tarot card readings done to me, and um, we would watch videos about mediums, you know, people who say they can talk to the dead and just all that kind of thing. So I was kind of immersed in that type of a thing growing up. And I wouldn't say that that's fully what caused this, but I think that could be a factor as to why I ended up getting really involved in new age practices. So some of y'all might be familiar with new age practices. And when I was in about my sophomore year of high school, I got heavily invested in the law of attraction and manifestation and positive vibrations and like, you know, what you put out is what you'll get back. And just like I believed in the universe and, and I was just immersed in that, honestly, like that was my life. And, and, um, it was just, uh, um, looking back at it now, it's just, I started to realize that the problem with the law of attraction is that, yeah, a lot of the times like it can actually work, but the problem is that things are either of God and they're not, or they're not of God. And the law of attraction is something that is not of God. And what I really started to realize, um, the more that I got invested in manifestation and things of that sort, um, the more I got invested in it, the more I just started to realize like, hey, I might be getting what I want, but what I want oftentimes is not good and not what's best for me. I mean, think about how many times y'all have wanted something and then been so glad later on that it didn't happen. But like when you're trying to get the things that you want, you know, a lot of the times we don't actually know what's best for us. And also something that I started to realize too is like manifestation and law of attraction, all that, it's never fully satisfying. It's pretty fleeting because if it were satisfying, um, you wouldn't have to keep attracting the next best thing. You know, you would be content, but no, it's always like, okay, what's the next thing I can get and what's the next thing I can attract and just more, 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 um, and just an abundance mentality, but, um, in a weird kind of like perverse twisted way. And so, I started to notice that and uh, I also was really involved in uh, these things that were, were basically like tarot cards. Um, they were called angel oracle cards, but it was basically the same thing. And like it was supposed to, you know, like tell you about the answers to questions and like like you were communicating with angels or something. I don't know. Looking back at it now, it's pretty um, terrifying because 
looking at it now, I'm like, wow, I was definitely not communicating with angels. I was definitely communicating with evil things. But um, even then, like I, when I would use them, I just innately felt dirty doing it. So I would never use them in my room and I would always um, wash my hands after because I just felt unclean after doing it. So it was like I innately knew that something about it was wrong and just not good. Um, but yeah, so I was heavily invested in that stuff. And then, uh, yeah. And then also just the, a lot of things that I struggled with were gossip. Like I, if you knew me in high school, like I gossiped all the time and it's so bad. Like I would just talk about other people all the time, talk poorly about other people behind their backs. And it was just, just evil, just very bad. And, uh, something that I'm not proud of. Um, I also put my identity in boys. Um, I was very focused on what guys thought about me. I really wanted to have a boyfriend. Um, I wore tight clothes to get guys' attention. I was really focused on my self-image and if I was pretty or not and what I looked like. And um, My life just revolved completely around myself. I also struggled a lot with materialism. I was always buying an absurd amount of clothing or makeup or just, uh, yeah, materialistic things and items. And like I said, my life just revolved around myself. I was very self-focused. I cared about what other people thought about me. I cared about if I had a good reputation. And even when I did nice things, I still did it with ulterior selfish motives. I still did nice things with the ulterior motive of wanting people to like me. Um, I, I really struggled a lot with people pleasing. I was just so focused on, you know, wasn't making other people happy and like, did they like me? And, you know, did I have a good reputation? And, I also chased after what felt good in the moment. I prioritized instant gratification over long-term fulfillment, and my feelings were kind of king of my life. It was it was not really based on reasoning or based on God. It was based on what I wanted in that moment and what felt good or what felt right or what does your heart want. You know, you hear people say things like that. Um, and I also put a lot of identity. I think in high school, I had a big reputation as being like a goody two-shoes, and I put my identity also in grades and achievement and that's also really bad um, to put your, I think that's something we kind of don't look, but it kind of don't really frown upon that as much as other things, but putting your identity and your worth and your grades and what you can achieve is really deadly ultimately and is just misplacing where your identity should be. And something that I'm going to get into now, if you're my family and you're listening to this, you're totally welcome to keep listening to this. I have no problem with it, but I understand that what I'm about to say might make certain people in my family uncomfortable so if you don't want to hear certain things then you might want to skip ahead a little bit but you're more than welcome to listen to this so I've definitely had a reputation as being a prude and being a goody two-shoes and what people didn't know is that I struggled intensely with pornography and masturbation and I did sexual things with guys and I think people might be shocked, like genuinely so shocked, like, oh my gosh, Grace really just said that she struggled with pornography. And here's the thing, like I used to live in shame. Like I used to be like, I'm going to take this to my grave. No one would expect this from me. This is so dirty. I'm not going to tell anyone. Um, But, you know, here's the thing, like, why would I be ashamed of what God has freed me from? And I'm about to get into how God changed my life in in a bit, but I just know that there are so many other people who struggle with pornography or masturbation or just sexual things. And I just want you to know that there is a way out and that you don't have to. Some people might be like, oh, that's something that I do. And that's awesome. Like that might be your mentality. But maybe your mentality is 
that you're shame you feel shame about it or maybe you are christian and that's something that you struggle with secretly and you don't tell people and it's hidden and i just want you to know that um the bible says in in romans 8 1 through 2 it says there is now no condemnation for those who are in christ jesus because through christ jesus the law of the spirit who gives life has set you free from the law of sin and death so i just want to repeat it again there is now no condemnation for those who are in christ jesus so you know, God, when we choose to believe in God and follow Christ, like we don't, there's no, no, there's now no condemnation for us. We don't need to live shackled to shame or or slave to um, bad things. And so, and we talk a lot more about that in our first video where we talk about what we believe and I'll kind of share more about that in a second here. But um, yeah, so I think I basically covered a lot of the things that I struggled with. And so those are all things that were happening at this time of my life. And then my senior year of high school, I got really numb. Um, I just kind of stopped caring about a lot of things. I was just kind of like, nothing really matters. There's no point, no purpose to anything. Like, who cares? I'm going to do whatever I want type of mindset. And that's a really dangerous mindset to have because you just start doing things that maybe you wouldn't do otherwise. And I was just dating boys and, and like doing things and just it just wasn't good. And I just didn't really care about anything. And for some reason, and this, so my senior year of high school is 2019 to 2020. And for some reason, I decided that I wanted my New Year's resolution going into 2020 to be to read the Bible. And y'all might be thinking, like, where in tarnation did that come from? Where in the world did that come from? And the only way I can describe it is God's sovereignty and pulling me closer to Him because. I started reading the Bible in January of 2020, and I was genuinely so confused. I did not grow up in a Christian house. I did not know about Jesus. All I knew was like Jesus, the cross, Christianity. Like all I knew was that those were like things associated with each other. I didn't know what Jesus did for us. I didn't know the implications of that. I didn't understand any of it. And so you start reading the Bible and I'm trying to read, if you're familiar, some of you might not have any background, like I didn't have any background with the Bible, um, but it's if you try and read it like from start to end, it can be pretty confusing um, because, uh, well, I won't really try and explain it right now. I can talk about that in a different one just for the sake of time. But um, it can be kind of confusing just the way that it's laid out um, to go into it kind of blindly. And so I was getting really confused. I didn't understand what was happening. I was still um, at the part where uh, Jesus hadn't come yet and I was confused. I, I had no idea what was going on. And so I kind of stopped reading the Bible. But in April of 2020, I picked it back up, like picked reading the Bible back up. And this was during when COVID was in full swing. And I finally started to grip and understand like the gospel, which and the gospel just stands for good news. And it means what Jesus has done for us. And so I touched on this in our first episode that's called, you know, why did we make a podcast and what do we believe in? But basically I'll share it here too. So it might be a repeat, but it's worth hearing twice. So just kind of an analogy of what Jesus Christ did for us on the cross. So imagine that you have a stack of speeding tickets. You've sped, you've broke the law, you're in front of a judge at court. And the judge says, hey, you have this massive stack of speeding tickets. Your punishment is that you're going to have to face time in jail. And you're like, oh my gosh, because, and the judge says, you know, unless you can pay 
for these tickets but you're like oh my gosh because you realize that these tickets are so expensive you will never have enough money to pay for them like genuinely you just know that you're never gonna have enough money to pay for it and now you're like oh my gosh I'm gonna go to jail what are you gonna do you can't look at the judge and say no judge I'm a good person or no judge I promise I won't do it again because sure maybe you're a good person or maybe you won't do these bad things again but you've already you've already sped and broken the law um and so once and so you have to be punished for it. you know you have to um your actions have consequences and there wouldn't be justice served if we weren't if we didn't face punishment for doing bad things and so you're you're like coming to the terms of like you're about to go to jail and there's nothing you can do about it but then the judge says hey wait a minute somebody just came in and they paid the fine for all of your tickets and they and he says so even though you deserve to go to jail now you're able to walk freely because somebody paid for paid this for you okay that's what jesus did on the cross for us so god has god has a law which are basically the things that we're supposed to do and they're they're basically all things that we agree with for the most part um some people might have different views um but basically one of the things for example is to not lie and we know that if even if you're not christian you know innately that lying is wrong so when you lie you've broken god's law and the thing is that god is holy and perfect which means that he can't be in the presence of bad things and we call those bad things sin so when you so when we choose to do bad things then we can no longer be in the presence of god and so our punishment that we face is living eternally separated from god and that's what people talk about when they say hell is being eternally separated from god is what that means um but here's the thing is that jesus God loved us so much that he sent his son, Jesus Christ, to pay for all the bad things that we did. So Jesus paid for all the bad things that he that we did when he was crucified on the cross and then was resurrected three days later, which we're going to get more into an episode about um, proof and evidence for that, because I know that might be hard for some people to come to grips with right at first when you hear that. But so if we choose to stop doing the bad things, which it would be stop sinning, um, which is called repenting. So if we choose to stop doing the bad things and we choose to believe in Jesus and follow him, then we can ha- live in eternity with God. And that's what people talk about when they talk about heaven. And here's the thing is that God um, gives us so much freedom. We get to, Jesus talks about how he came to give us life and give it abundantly. And so it's not just that you get to go to heaven, but it's that you get to experience life here on earth with God. And you get to experience um you get to experience what it's like to be in relationship with God. And I'm about to touch in touch on that and how that really changed my life. So when I started to believe this, um, also a verse that really helped me with this, um, that really changed my perspective in Romans 12, it says, um, oh, I actually don't think I wrote it down, but in Romans 12, one through two, or I don't know, it's in Romans 12, but it says, um, uh, therefore, do not be conformed to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And at a first glance, you might might be a little complicated. Like, what does that mean? But basically, help me realize, like, how many things do I believe just because culture tells me them or because that's what the world says or that's what I've grown up knowing? And how many things have I actually thought about and learned for myself? And so that's something that I got really interested in Christianity and I started to pursue God. And And I started to read more of the Bible and pray to God, which is literally just talking to God. Like, guys, you can talk to God. You can ask him questions. Like, it doesn't have to be some super fancy thing where you have to go to church to talk to God. No, like, like you can talk to God right now. And I encourage y'all to do that because when I started pursuing God, my life changed radically. And I mean radically, like, oh my gosh, just here, like, 
for starters, salvation. Now I can live eternally with God instead of eternally separated with him. Um, that's the biggest thing of all. But also just like there is so much peace now. Like I, I live my life in peace. Um, and it doesn't mean I want to I want to preface this by saying it doesn't mean that there isn't still struggle. When you become a Christian, there is still struggle. But the thing is that and Jesus promises us that there will still be struggle. But the thing is that you are now living in relation in relationship with God and it is so much sweeter and so much better. And there's true fulfillment. Um, and there's so much peace because I, I know God and I know that he's sovereign and in control. And so I'm not worried. I don't live anxiously. Um, I just live in freedom. You know, I, I don't feel enslaved to bad things anymore and I don't have to rely on myself. Um, I experience true joy. I know what it's like to, to have true. I think sometimes people think that Christianity is just a bunch of rules that you have to follow, but it's really not. Um, and here's the thing is like, God doesn't owe us anything, but he still chooses to love us and pursue us. Um, you know, I'm, we are fully known. Like now that I've come to Christ, I'm fully known and fully loved. And God knows every single bad thing I've done, but he still fully loves me and wants me. And it's the same thing for everyone, guys. Like scripture says, come close to God and he will come close to you. And, and here's the thing is God has been pursuing you since the day that he created you. And he is still pursuing you right now. It's up to us to choose if we're going to believe in Jesus and actually follow him. And I just want to tell you, you are not too far gone. You are not too dirty. You are not too unclean. You are not too used for God. God loves you and he wants a relationship with you. I mean, he literally sent his son to die for us because he loves us so much. And here's the thing too is God doesn't love us because of what we do or don't do. God loves us because of who he is. So God's character is unchanging and and God is so I think people just see God as like this mean guy in the sky, this police officer that's just trying to get us in trouble. But the thing is, God is our father. God loves us so much. God gives us mercy and grace. Um, You know, he he doesn't give us the punishment that we deserve and he gives us the uh, eternity and eternal salvation that we that we don't deserve or yeah, that we don't deserve. And um, he is he's slow to anger. And God is so loving and kind and compassionate and patient with us. And, and the Bible talks about how God is patient. He doesn't want us to live eternally separated with, the, um, with him. He wants us to be with him and he's patient with us. And yeah, I mean, there's just so many great things about God. And yeah, so basically my life has radically changed since pursuing God and, um, Yeah, I just know. I just, I used to think that being known meant that everybody knew who you were, but now I understand that it means being known by the one who created us. And I, instead of approaching the world with a what's in it for me mindset, God has taught me to approach everything with a how can I serve God in this mentality. And I used to chase after self glorification in an attempt to impress everyone around me, but now I understand that the only one I need to be impressing and glorifying is God. And so those those are just some of the ways that my life has changed. But y'all, I really just want to encourage you. Um, you know, the Bible talks about, you know, if you declare with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you'll be saved. And, you know, in Second Corinthians it says that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone and new life has begun. And yeah, uh, I'm not perfect. I will never be perfect. And I just want 
I just want y'all to experience the relationship and the love that God has for us. So thank you guys for listening. I appreciate it. And we will see you in the next episode.